This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Manscaped. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest night in American football, a.k.a. the big game, a.k.a. Super Bowl 54, was last night, and apparently all of your predictions and guidance towards who I should root for was correct because the Kansas City Chiefs were indeed the better team. You're a huge fan now. I Everyone am, on Twitter, uh, uh, they made sure that you were cheering for the right team. Yeah, I, I conducted a poll. <laughs> They went Chiefs with 56% of the votes, so big shout out to everyone on Twitter who let me know which team I should adopt for the night, because at the party we attended, I was one of maybe three people who was rooting for the Chiefs, and I left there feeling like a hero, unlike the rest of these losers. Yeah, well, you were a villain to everyone in the room. Yep. Yeah. Well, but uh, once the game was finished, uh, I, I was completely confused for a second, because I could have sworn that Kansas City, where the Chiefs football team is from, I could have sworn that Kansas City was in Missouri... Okay, but let's not alienate a certain percentage of our audience with further proof that our president is a total fucking moron. Yet, we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to the whole stupid tweet later. But everyone here they, that's watching at home or on the go, wherever, they're all excited to hear about those damn commercials. And uh, people, they like having, you know, they have a strange desire to see things ranked. Or at least listen to us talk about which Super Bowl commercials were good or which ones were terrible. And how this year's big game, big stack, game stacked up to the past few years in terms of advertising. So now it's, it's a bit strange to excitedly talk about advertising, unless it's someone advertising on this show, of course. Yeah. Those ads are very important. Yeah. But the general consensus seems to be that everyone lets shit slide for at least one night a year as the big, gigantic brands do their best to stand out while the eyeballs of a good portion of the country are on them. Whether it's a trailer for a new movie or TV show, or what turns out to be a short comedy or drama based around an otherwise mundane product like laundry detergent or fucking peanuts. That fucking baby. Let's just get this out of the <laughs> way really quick. This year seemed to be a lot better than at least the past few years overall because nearly every brand out there tried to be funny. Yeah, instead of sad. Yeah, or like <laughs> profound. Like, yeah. You know, Martin Luther King, it's fucked up that he got murdered, but he probably would have driven a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, personal preference, but we would much rather watch funny commercials than ones that try to tug at your heartstrings. And this year's ads seem to lean way more into comedy than in the years past. So overall, pretty good year. Yeah, I mean, there's always been funny Super Bowl commercials, but for like, I don't know, three or four years there, it was just like, like you said, either trying to be profound or yeah. tug at your heartstrings or have some super deep message, but... It's tied to, like, a yeah. fucking uh, laundry detergent or something. Have fun with it. There, there was one that, uh, oh, God, what was it? There was, there was one ad that kind of did that. I don't remember which, though. Yeah. Well, listen, we typically wouldn't risk showing video, video footage of anything. But since everything that we're going to talk about kind of relies on that, and since Manscaped sponsored the episode, so even if we get demonetized, we'll still get paid, we're just going to go ahead and risk it. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, there were a lot of trailers. But as far as trailers go, I mean, we feel like people who watch this show have already decided whether or not they're going to head out to the theater to see Top Gun 2, Mulan, Fast 9, Black Widow, or James Bond. Uh, something that was brand new, though, was the trailer for Disney+, Plus, which included a compilation of clips uh, for their upcoming Marvel digital series, uh, these shows would be like uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and WandaVision. Uh, while it was cool to see some glimpses at the first two, the real standout here was WandaVision, which looks completely out of left field compared to pretty much everything else that Marvel Studios has done. Based on the little bit that's shown in the ad, WandaVision will, at some point throughout the series, flip back and forth between different visual aesthetics based on 
what appears to be a variety of different generations of American sitcoms. The show, which is based on the characters Vision and Scarlet Witch, will have parts, or I don't know, maybe even entire episodes in black and white, uh, parts that look straight out of the 70s. Uh, there's like a 90s sitcom family feel that's going yeah. on in there in one of the scenes, too. It's so, interesting. So out of everything that they showed in this specific ad, WandaVision's definitely the most interesting. Yeah, cool. The others just look like continuations of stuff we've seen in movies. Yeah. Now over to the more traditional stuff, the ads for brands and products. Like we said, it was a pretty funny year, all things considered. Here are a few that definitely stood out to us. Now, there was a weird crossover that totally got it right this year between Tide Laundry Detergent, Budweiser Beer, upcoming Fox shows, and more, which all-starred Charlie Day of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Emily Hampshire, a.k.a. Stevie from Schitt's Creek, uh, where he gets a stain on his shirt and has a complete meltdown over people's perception of time. Uh, it's basically Charlie dipping in and out of different ads, wondering when the hell he's going to get to wash his filthy shirt. Uh, but it was executed pretty well. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, there was an ad for Rocket Mortgage starring Jason Momoa. And uh, based on the reaction we saw online, this might have been people's favorite because it landed somewhere between hilariously shocking and just plain weird. Yeah. And it, it, and people, I guarantee you, like, no one's going to remember this is about Rocket Mortgage. They'll just remember the, I, the ad. I didn't remember that. Yeah, actually. until I looked it up, I was like, yeah, the Momoa ad. Let me look. The, oh, Rocket Mortgage. Got it. Well, in the ad, Momoa, who is obviously famous for being a big, gigantic dude, uh, he slowly starts shedding different body parts, including his hair, until he's a pathetic little twig of a bald man sitting on his couch. It's one thing that he ends up being rail thin by the end, but the added bonus of watching him shed each part separately while the other parts of him are still ripped it made it extra weird and uncomfortable in a good way. Yep. Now, I'm not really sure what's supposed to be lame or shocking about being able to play the slide guitar, but that's in there, too. It's just what dorks do, I guess, yeah. in their big mansions. Dork. Uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> and a pretty decent one as well. It featured Brian Cranston filling in for Jack Nicholson in the role of Jack Torrance in a recreation of the most famous scene in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. All work and no play makes Heisenberg an extreme boy. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of strange, a uh, strange way to market a sugar-free version of their drink, considering it turned someone into a psychopathic killer. Uh, and uh, also that the commercial ended on a scene where Mountain Dew floods a hallway like a gushing river of blood. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, it was very well executed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and weird works for Super Bowl ads. Especially Mountain Dew. Great. Yeah. Just because we don't have sugar in this drink doesn't mean it's not going to cause, like, strange visions yeah. Uh, extreme tendencies. It's so good, you'll murder your wife. Yeah. Well, before you have a chance to murder her, she wants some of that Mountain Dew, yeah. too. Uh, the Cheetos MC Hammer collaboration was fine. It's literally just a play on the fact that a dude has filthy Cheeto-crusted hands and tells people not to touch him. So MC Hammer pops up and repeats the line from his one-hit wonder track from the 90s. Uh, there was a Pringles Rick and Morty ad that was pretty great when you consider that Despite the show's terrible fan base, Rick and Morty is still a fairly niche show when compared to the astonishing amount of people who watch the Super Bowl. So knowing that millions upon millions of people were confused as fuck by this ad, it just kind of added to the overall quality of it. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, despite earlier reports that planters would shelve their commercial following up on the untimely death of their mascot, Mr. Peanut, in the wake of the actual death of Kobe Bryant, uh, they went ahead and aired it anyway, and after seeing it, there wasn't much confusion as to why they chose to do that. I mean, it wasn't really in poor taste. People can differentiate between an actual human's death and the death of an anthropomorphic legume. 
Uh, and they basically just introduced their new mascot, Baby Nut, which, <laughs> fuck you. To us, it just seems, <laughs> seems like they're banking on the popularity of Baby Yoda by turning something old into something cute and adorable. Uh, the commercial also featured Mr. Clean, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, and the Kool-Aid Man for some reason. Um, uh, maybe just because brand crossover seemed to be a thing this year, so, yeah. There was a lot of them. It was like being on Twitter. Yeah, with all the brands interacting. All the brands being like, man, I've got depression. Yeah, and they should have had a... like, I got depression too. <laughs> well, don't, we should all kill ourselves. Yeah. No, it's like, uh, yeah, it would have been great if there was like a commercial where all of the big fast food brands just fought to the death in a parking lot, because that's yeah. what it seems like on Twitter every day. But, uh, yeah, it was Mr. Kool-Aid's tears at the funeral, which seemed to breathe new life into the fallen planter's mascot. Ugh, so dumb. I'm not sure where they were going with this. Uh, peanuts and Kool-Aid don't seem like the best combination. Maybe it is, though. Everyone knows that peanuts and cola are where it's at. Exactly. It's yeah. a southern thing, and people do it. It is good. But uh, it all moved the plot along, so whatever. And now we have an adorable baby nut that will curse our screens for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Goo Goo Gaga. Baby want peanuts. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if it was actually before the commercial aired, but people were posting screenshots of Urban Dictionary with the term "baby nut," meaning like when you come so hard into a woman that you know that you got her pregnant. Jesus. So I don't know if someone updated that like right after and screenshotted it, yeah. or if it existed well before it. But uh, there's going to be some confusion there for anyone doing the Googles. Doritos drained the last bit of life from Old Town Road with their commercial featuring Lil Nas X and Sam Elliott having a dance off. It was cool. His like mustache that. did a little dance. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah. And finally, there was another fan favorite uh, to close out the night. It was a Jeep ad which recreated the film Groundhog Day, and it had the film's original cast in it. And obviously that includes Bill Murray. Yeah, Another cool. fine ad, yeah. Uh, now, before we get into uh, the Super Bowl ads that we hated, it's time for one last good one, because this one supports our show, and it's from Manscaped. This is a pubic service announcement. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 is now available for purchase. This third-gen Manscaped trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin-safe technology. We were already obviously pretty satisfied with the lawnmower 2.0 and we wondered how they could possibly improve upon it so this is great news for ball sacks everywhere yep and if you used the lawnmower 2.0 this is an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade with a new and improved skin safe technology when we tell you this is premium we mean premium folks the battery lasts up to 90 minutes for those long sessions there's a new led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming and the new motor operates at 7,000 rpms with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget the charging stand show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by usb experience this life-changing product for yourself Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code TODAYDAILY. As always, your balls will thank you. Again, that is 20% off and free shipping with code TODAYDAILY at manscaped.com. Thank you for sponsoring the show because showing these uh, trailers or commercials or whatever going to get us in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, enough of the good ads. Let's move on over to uh, ones that we hated. And while this first one didn't have any specifically nefarious vibes about it, It was just further proof that companies in the digital media space are good at essentially one thing and one thing only, burning through investor money. Of course, we're talking about (laughs) Quibi, the company whose name isn't even pronounced correctly based on what it stands for. Quick bite. Yeah. 
Uh, two things. First, we've previously had plenty to say about this upcoming subscription streaming platform and how it's going to be facing an uphill uh, battle as it tries to carve out any source of successful foothold in the space. And as second, we don't really have a problem with the commercial itself. The commercial itself, it just features a bunch of bank robbers who are failing to commit their crimes because they can't stop watching Quibi's short-form content. It's just so good. Yeah, wow. Our problem is with the timing and the assumed budget. Yeah, so according to various reports online, this year, on average, it costs a little over $5 million to get your commercial on the Super Bowl broadcast, which is no small sum, even for the biggest, most well-established brands out there. But it's certainly a ridiculously large amount of money for what is essentially a startup, especially when you're spending that much money on a commercial for a product that isn't even available until two whole months after the commercial runs during one of the biggest events of the year. Uh, but that's what Quibi did. Quibi spent millions of dollars showing off a premium subscription streaming service via an easily forgettable ad for a service that is based on the assumption that its users have short attention spans, <laughs> one that literally no one watching could even currently acquire if they wanted to. Yeah. It was kind of just pointless. Yeah. It's a, they're in a race to see how much money they can burn before everything falls apart. Maybe there's some deeper meaning uh, in there. It's kind of like a joke on their investors because the commercial's based on people just stealing money. Yeah. Getting oh, away with it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's a fun way to read it. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm wondering if Quibi honestly thinks that once April comes around, are people going to remember the Super Bowl ad they saw two months ago? Or that people that saw the ad last night were like, ah, shit, better create a calendar notification so I'll remember this amazing product once it launches. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you ask us, the answer is uh, they just burned a lot of money that could have been used on developing or acquiring more shows. But who the fuck knows? Apparently not us. Uh, on the other hand, they've shown that they can, they're, they're certainly not scared to spend money when it comes to marketing. And this uh, definitely isn't the end of their marketing rollout. It's just odd that they'd spend so much to advertise something that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. Now, on the other end of the bad ad spectrum is Verizon, a bad company. Uh, their ad, which centers around the idea that they're the best wireless service provider for heroes like firefighters, uh, this should be pretty offensive to anyone who's followed the news about Verizon for a few years now. Uh, in case you need a refresher, back in 2018, Verizon was justifiably called out for throttling the network connections of first responders during some of the worst wildfires that the state of California had ever seen. Uh, it was apparently so bad that the Santa Clara County Fire Chief issued a public statement calling them out for it, saying, County Fire has experienced throttling by its ISP, Verizon. This throttling has had a significant impact on our ability to provide emergency services. Verizon imposed these limitations despite being informed that throttling was actively impeding County Fire's ability to provide crisis response and essential emergency services. But it's been two years. Yeah. And a lot of people have forgotten about that whole thing. What better time for Verizon to completely flip the script and put out an ad during one of the most watched events of the year showing how they support these heroes and that their service is the best when it comes to providing, you know, wireless service for emergency services. It's also kind of just a transparent way to completely shift public perception, especially when you consider the obvious nefarious implications of the ad. Yeah. By putting out this highly trafficked ad featuring firefighters with the word firefighters in the title and in the tags, they will have successfully shifted the search engine results that appear when you Google Verizon and firefighters. I mean, it's kind of brilliant in an evil corporation kind of way, but uh, we remember what they did, and we hated the ad because of it. Luckily, other outlets not letting Verizon forget about this either, because there are a ton of stories bringing it back up because of the ad, and those stories are actually what's dominating the search results right mm -hmm. now. So maybe this whole thing will end up blowing up in their faces. 
It's and then when it does, loop. they're going to need those emergency services, and they're yeah. going to hope that they aren't throttling. Yeah. There you go. As for the rest of the big game in general, uh, the halftime show was good. Yeah. We both enjoyed it. Sure. It wasn't our favorite or the most memorable halftime show we've ever seen, but it seemed as though Shakira and JLo were a hit with everyone online. <laughs> Except for old people who are very, very upset that two over-the-hill women were showing off their sexuality. Yeah. Uh, it was PG-13 at best. Although, <laughs> some of the camera angles... Yeah, like, there, was, there, was, there was definitely some, uh, some, like, some choices made. Yeah. But, I mean, look. All the old people complaining online and probably, you know, blow dust out of their barn doors anytime Magic Mike comes on the TV. Yeah, they're very selective about what's okay. Yeah. Ooh, so, uh, yeah, who are you to judge? At least it was better than Maroon 5 last year. Uh, so, yeah, an improvement. An improvement is yeah. an improvement. And yeah. So, yes, it was, it was fine. I found nothing bad about it. It's like, yeah, of course, everyone every year is like, man, wouldn't it be sick if they got, like, Guar to play the halftime show, and it's like, yeah, that would be hilarious. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, but they're always going to pick pop stars. So also, Shakira, uh, one of her outfits was the outfit that her character wore in the movie Zootopia. Oh, good. Most people figured that out. Oh yeah, she also did the. Yeah, and she was playing the drums for like oh, yeah, drums. two seconds. Yeah, like she was. They only showed it for like a split second. It was the funniest fucking thing. Yeah, the was, drum set came out of I, nowhere and I it was disappeared. Not ready to see like Shakira just like. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. Uh, Anyways, back to uh, where the Kansas City Chiefs are from. Okay, sure. I I guess maybe it's confusing for a certain percentage of the population that there's a city that exists outside of Kansas with the name Kansas City. That's right next to it. But anyone who's either, you know, traveled through there or is an actual fan of the KC sports teams or has passed a fifth grade geography test, they should know that Kansas City is actually in Missouri. Well, there's, there's a Kansas City in Missouri, and then on the other side of the river, in Kansas, there is also a Kansas City. There's two Kansas Cities next to each other, but the Kansas one is smaller and less no- notable uh, yeah. compared to the Missouri-Kansas City. It is weird. It's very confusing, yeah. sure. But, yes, uh, our, our, our large president, uh, <laughs> he wanted to set the record straight. He was very specific about setting the record straight yeah. on Twitter. Because uh, immediately following the fourth quarter, uh, he sent out his support for the winning team. He tweeted... Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on a great game and a fantastic comeback under immense pressure. You represented the great state of Kansas and, in fact, the entire USA so very well. Our country is proud of you. That's so funny. I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Like, you're the president. Yeah. Just last week, his administration was trying to play gotcha by trying to trick a journalist who specializes in European affairs into inaccurately locating Ukraine on a fucking map. And, uh, yeah, now the president himself is out there just not even, just blatantly, publicly not knowing where Kansas City is. Yeah. It's just fucking sad. It's not even that funny. It's just kind of depressing. Even if you, a normal person, were not aware of it for whatever reason, the president of the United States should know which state the Super Bowl winning team are from. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he didn't... <laughs> He didn't even have to say the name of the state. That's the, it's kind that's of a the weird part, choice. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he but, didn't even have to do it, but he was like, yeah. He could have just congratulated the team and the city, but he was so sure about that state, mm-hmm. and he wanted to let everyone know it in the state of Kansas that he supported their team. That he made a point to say it. Just didn't have to say anything. Yeah, but uh, he did. Yeah. Now he of course deleted that tweet and sent out a corrected version, and will no doubt invite them all to the White House for a buffet filled with hamburgers, <laughs> with a side of kafifi. <laughs> Uh, but it's all just so dumb. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on now to some other very important sports news before we finish up today. The world's greatest mascot, Gritty, 
has received complete and utter vindication and exoneration. He did it. His briefly tarnished name and reputation has been returned to its rightful state of glory because the investigation launched by the Philadelphia Police Department has found no evidence to support the claims that Gritty stood up from his chair, ran full speed towards the child, and punched him square in the back. He didn't do it. Although I wish he had. Yeah, now in retrospect, he should It's funny to think about. A statement from the local police department reads as follows. That investigation, which has been completed and is no longer active, determined that the actions of the individual portraying the Flyers mascot did not constitute physical assault as alleged. And the Flyers followed up with a statement of their own saying, We are pleased that the Philadelphia Police Department concluded that there was no merit to the alleged claim. The Police Department's statement confirms our thorough internal investigation that found no evidence of the described actions ever having taken place. As for the guy who made these stunning allegations, these lies about Gritty punching his son, uh, he said in a statement to the Philadelphia Inquirer that he, quote, respects the police's decision, but stands by what his son told him and what he saw. I love that he also, like, it, it wasn't even that he watched it happen anymore. It's that, like, well, my son, he told me yeah. that it, the Gritty punched him. And I did see it, but also it's kind of my son's fault. Yeah. Uh, he also said that he, quote, just wants to put this behind him. <laughs> Of course he does. Of course you do, because you look like a fucking lunatic. Yeah, you're a liar. Uh, anyway, now obviously we were, we never believed this man's allegations. But, uh, yeah, Gritty's our hero, but we still waited for the facts to come out. Uh, the best part of this, though, is that somehow, despite an actual police investigation being launched into allegations of assault on a child, the Flyers were still able to keep Gritty's identity a secret, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very impressive. And, like, uh, obviously the police, they didn't want to ruin it either. The, yeah, the police didn't even uh, he like, unmask the characters. You, you might be a child puncher, but we're going to wait till the facts are all sorted out here before we start yeah. naming names. And then in their investigation, they were like, the individual, they didn't even name a gender. Yeah. They said the individual that portrays the Flyers mascot. Yeah. Like if the Philly Police Department, they know that they will ruin an entire city if they unmask Gritty. Yeah. And the fact that Gritty did nothing wrong, which we all knew was the case, just proves that they made the right decision in not unmasking him. Yeah. Or her. Or they. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't matter. Gritty is an idea. Yeah. Anyways, we have another brand new exclusive podcast that we recorded today. If you're a Patreon subscriber or a YouTube member, be sure to check out those new posts. Uh, also, it appears that uh, if you're watching us on iOS, on your iPhone, uh, iOS users can now become members uh, of our channel by clicking the Join button from their phones. Uh, so if you want to support the show from your iPhone, go ahead and do that. Uh, also, be sure to check out our most recent episodes of Weekly Weird News and News Dump right over here. It's two classics revisited. We got Martin Scarelli on Weekly Weird News, and we got Movie Pass on News Dump. Yeah. So check those out, and we'll see you very soon for a new episode of Tech News Day. Bye. Gritty did nothing wrong. Gritty did nothing wrong.